I'm Emma Davis, amateur biologist. And I'm Clay Davis, amateur at sex. We are the animal sex birds. Join us on our journey to discover the wild, wet, and wonderful world of animal reproduction. Happy Wet and Wild Wednesday. Welcome. It's your weird friends. To Emma the and Clay. Oh. You, you don't have to say welcome to the animal sex birds. They know they're listening to the animal sex birds. Well, welcome to our show that you know the title to. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're listening. You, you clicked it. Because you are clicking on it. I am uh, I'm really excited for this one. Mm-hmm. This is an animal. That is near and dear to my heart. Wait, I'd like to share why we're doing this animal. Go for it. Once upon a time, Clay had a professional development class that he had to teach for the other firefighters. Other people picked things like how to build XYZ or this is how I do my hobby. And Clay chose to present to the other firefighters (laughs) all his knowledge about the platypus it was a way better class including tiny little note cards with drawings of platypuses (laughs) on them speaking of the plural of platypus there's no formal accepted plural Hmm. so it could be platypuses platypi or my personal favorite platypussies that's not one that is true i mean like i think generally it's platypuses but I prefer platypussies, you know, for the rest of the talk here, we'll be using that. So the platypus is a monotreme, which means that it's a, it's an egg-laying mammal. And there's only five species of egg-laying mammals in the world. Hmm. And four of them are different types of echidna. And echidna is like, it looks like a hedgehog. It's kind of like a cross between a hedgehog and a porcupine. Monotremes are egg-laying mammals. Most mammals obviously give live birth, as we all know from our elementary science days. From our own (laughs) vagines. You know, there's like a few different things that make a mammal, right? They have to have hair. They give birth to live young, and they feed them milk. So monotremes do all of those except the, the egg thing. But... When they give milk, they don't have nipples. How do they give it? Well, I, I was going to save this a little later in the yeah, episode. Yeah, it was like we're getting right yeah, into we're getting the right milks. In yeah, they don't have any nipples, which is kind of cool. But they have like they have mammary glands, and they basically sweat milk out on their underbellies. Mm. And then the babies lap that up, which is kind of crazy. Scientists think it's an evolutionary advantage that allowed them to make it into present times because they fill a niche in the Australian landscape where they're like an amphibious mammal. Most mammals in Australia are marsupials and they have a pouch. That's like the, the primary mammal there. If a platypus had a pouch and it was an amphibious mammal, it would drown its babies in its pouch. So being able to give birth in eggs in the bank of a river allowed them to basically Not fill this niche. Not drown yeah. their babies. Yeah. Pretty interesting. Yeah. Thank so, God they're not drowning their babies. Yeah, it'd be sad. Yeah. 
There's a little basic factoids about the uh, platypus. They're way smaller than you think. Like, how big would you think a, a platypus is? Mm, probably the size of a corgi. Yeah, see, they're way smaller than that. Really? They weigh like three to seven pounds. Oh my God, they're yeah. cute. Yeah, they're tiny little guys. They're like 15 inches long. Huh. So they're like, they're not very big animals. Do they have, they have fur, right? They have fur, yeah. They've actually got like fur kind of like a beaver or an otter. So there's like an oil in its fur and they have like double coats that kind of keep it protected from the water. So I never even told you my factoid. Yeah, tell me. When explorers first found platypuses. Lewis and Clark. (laughs) They were different explorers, but from Great Britain, they found them in Australia and sent a taxidermy species or like a taxidermy specimen back. And people thought it was a hoax. Yeah, they were like, no fucking way. Yeah, there's like this duck-billed, web-foot, otter-bodied animal. Yeah, I get that. My dad used to have a jackalope growing up, which was like a jackrabbit with, I don't know, little antelope horns or something. And Yeah, they're like little deer horns. Yeah, kind of same idea, like this weird taxidermy creature that does not exist. Well, they're, they're real. No. no they're not. <laughs> I was like, what? The first people that saw it in in Great Britain, they started taking them apart looking for stitches because they thought it was like someone put it together from a bunch of different animals. Huh. So kind of cool. They, um, yeah, so th- that's what they look like, right? They're, everyone knows what a platypus looks like. There's, they're like these little beaver-looking animals with a duck bill. That duck bill that they have is really leathery, and it actually has electrolocation in the bill. That's what they use to find their prey. Is that like sonar? I guess I don't know what electrolocation is. Yeah, it's just like it's like um, like dolphins have it in their nose, and they yeah, they yeah. can they can sense the electrical movement in the muscle tissue of their prey, which is like fish, and it basically senses the muscular movement in its prey. And they eat like crustaceans, like crayfish, larvae, little fish, and stuff that are in the riverbank. Okay, so in they the bottom like of the river can basically feel the movement in the water, like from somewhere else. Correct. Yeah, it's like the the electrical impulse from the muscle tissue of their prey. They can like sense it. Whoa. Do you ever think like, how the fuck did humans last so long? We have no special powers like that. Yeah, I, I think about that all the time. I like, guess we haven't lasted that long, relatively speaking. That's true. These were like millions of years old. They're almost a prehistoric creature, you know. Mm-hmm. They don't have teeth. What? Yeah, they. Use- I actually would not expect them to have teeth. They have bills. Well, but they eat like fish and crustaceans and stuff. Do you want to know how they do it? Deep throat it? (laughs) No. No, they, 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 when they catch their prey, they generally do it on the river bottom and they take like mud and gravel with it. Mm -hmm. They store the mud and gravel in their like cheek pouches and then they use that mud and gravel to crush up their prey. They also don't have stomachs. Where does their food go? It goes directly into their intestines. They like crush it up and they just don't have a digestive sac. They're able to absorb enough nutrients just like through the enzymes that come in their in their intestines. They have a venomous spur. Like in their boots? Yeah. It, like so only males have it and it's like a one point five centimeter long Wait, actually on their feet. It's on their like ankle. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they use it to kind of like fight off other males during the like mating rituals, like try to protect their territory. I guess not mating rituals, but like to protect the territory that they have. They kind of use it to 
fend off other males. Bitch kickers, one might say. <laughs> yeah, totally. The venom of a platypus is not deadly to a human, but if you do get stuck with one, uh, one of the spurs, you should expect devastating and immediate sustained pain that can last up to days. How often are people getting kicked by platypus? I don't think that often, but it's like, it's good to know that. What do you have to do wrong to get kicked by a platypus? What are those Australians doing? <laughs> I don't think it's like a common occurrence, but if you don't touch a puss right, it might stick you. <laughs> <laughs> and the pain associated with the venom is resistant to drugs like morphine too, hmm. which is also wild. I feel like I'm learning a bunch of facts for my NCLEX exam. Like I remember being like, how do you treat um, a bite from a snake with elliptical pupils? <laughs> like, I'm like, what the fuck? Why like, would I, I need know. to know that? <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, you, if you think you're getting uh, medical information, wait, wait till what I'm about to drop on you. So scientists are using the venom to treat diabetes now. Really? Yeah. So there's a chemical, so it's like, they call it GLP-1, but it's like a glucagon-like peptide. And glucagon's already a medication that we give to people who have diabetes to release the glycogen stores in their liver. Mm -hmm. The glucagon that humans produce doesn't last very long. Well, the GLP, the glucagon-like peptide that's in this venom, lasts a whole lot longer than the one produced by humans. So scientists think that they're going to be able to create a better diabetic medication using this venom hmm. they're still working on that but pretty cool wow i hope there's enough platypus to sustain all of our insulin needs yeah i hope there's enough puss to go around we would have to you know source that from australia it could be a could be touch and go there hopefully they could come up with like a synthetic so let's talk about how these animals fuck Okay. <laughs> you don't say. Well, you know, that's what we're all here for, right? So the breeding season for the platypus is end of winter, beginning of spring, which is common for a lot of animals. Obviously, in the southern hemisphere, it's opposite of our spring. But generally speaking, the males will create a territory. Now, these animals, they live in water, right? So like lagoons, creeks, rivers. And they have like pools that they will use and they kind of fight over their territories. And once they have a territory and they kind of protect it, they will try to mate with like the females in their area. So the females have come into heat for about 30 days. And while they're in heat, the males will kind of seek them out. And they will, males generally don't, they're like solitary animals and they don't really want to associate with other males. So if a male platypus comes into an area they where there's another them. male... Yeah, they'll fight and they'll they'll try to push one off huh. and make him go to a different territory. But they'll fight for a little while and then they kind of will leave and go find their own spot. The female doesn't really care what male's there. So when they've, they've tested this in like captivity and if she's in heat and there's a male around, she'll breed with it. All right. Yeah. So she's all about it. She's Respect, like, girl. Yeah. She's like, if there's a man here, I'm in. The cool thing happens when a male finds a female that's in heat. She kind of, she'll kind of push him off for a while. She lets him kind of hang out, but generally won't let, won't let him touch her 
Yeah, they have to work for it. Right. Duh. So it can be, you know, four to six days of they'll be kind of like in the same area. When she is receptive, she will allow him to bite her tail. So if he tries, he'll try to bite her tail before that. And if she's not receptive, she won't let him. When she is receptive, she, she'll let him bite her tail. And then she will in turn bite his tail and they'll swim in a circle <gasps> holding each other's tails. Oh, that is so Disney movie. Isn't that cool? That's really magical. And they'll also do like, a, they call it like a platypus dance, but they'll do like, they'll swim in circles holding each other's tails. And then they'll also like swim upside down with each other and kind of like do a little acrobatic. And then they'll grind on each other and, and then they'll dry yeah, hump. Yeah. And then they'll dry hump and then they'll, he'll buy her a couple of drinks and then mm-hmm. he takes her back to show her his record collection. And, and she sees stars and he's like, wait, what was your name? Yeah. And then he's like, actually, I'm going to go check out this other lagoon. Actually, I got you an Uber. I have a no sleepover policy. <laughs> so once they do their little mating dance and or swim, their circular swimming dance. A love tornado. It sounds pretty sexual. A love cyclone. A love circle. I'm turned on. Bite my tail. She will flip her tail up. And so he will mount her and put his tail under hers. Mm-hmm. And then, wait for it. They will push their cloacas. Mm, I didn't see a cloaca coming. I know. They'll put their cloacas up against each other. And then from his cloaca. Emerges. Correct. A. Correct. Baby. Wet. An erect penis. Oh. And the male's penis is about seven centimeters long. And I don't do metrics. so I have no idea how long that is. But I'm going to start using centimeters to describe my own penis because I think it'll make it sound bigger. Uh, so they're, the sex lasts about 10 minutes. Okay. Yeah, which is like, you know, respectable. Yeah. as a respectable amount of time. Right on. Yeah. Once he's done and she, like once the, the whole mating is over, he will leave and he'll try to find another mate. Fucking you know, men. That's what it's what they do. Generally, there'll be more females in the territory than males. He'll try to find another female to mate with. Do you think she found any pleasure in the act? What are the odds? Fifty percent, maybe. Yeah, probably lower. Really, <laughs> yeah. if we're gonna be honest. Yeah, let's be honest. I mean, you know. <laughs> so the female platypus will lay like one to three marble-sized eggs. And she uses her tail, which I didn't mention. They use that to store fat, kind of like a camel's hump in their tail. It's where they store their reserve. So it gets like thicker in the winter? I mean, I don't know about that. Don't we all, though? So generally, it's two. Generally two eggs, but one to three. And she keeps them warm underneath her tail. She like tucks them into there and like holds her tail up against her body. Hmm. Weird. I know, it's kind of weird. And she moves around with them tucked in there? Yeah. It's kind of like... there's like uh, Kegel marbles that you can put inside <laughs> yourself and it helps it helps build your Kegel muscles. Can I use those? I'm not sure where you'd put them, but yeah, you're welcome to. Incubation's about 10 days. It's not super long. And when she gives birth, it's like a lima bean sized creature. Oh my gosh. And they're completely helpless and she has to take care of all of them. I didn't mention it. So I, they live in like little burrows in the riverbanks. Mm-hmm. So 
just like little holes in the riverbank. Usually they're underwater and then they go in. There'll be air inside that little hidden cavern. When she goes to give birth, so females, sometimes they'll share a burrow with another female, actually. Okay. Which is kind of cool. The males won't do that. But when she goes to give birth, she will seal herself off into one of the chambers of the burrow. So she just like packs mud in it. So she's like locked in there. Cool. And she will stay in there until she's like ready to merge with her with her uh, pups, which are called, wait for it, either a platypup or a puggle. <laughs> a puggle is a dog type. No, that's a pug. A puggle is a pug and a... Oh, yeah, like a beagle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A pug and a beagle. Puggle. Yeah, yeah. Which is basically what a platypus looks like. Yeah, really. very similar. Um, are we still in the lima bean babies? So she nurses them for three to four months until the babies are able to swim. And then once they're able to swim, she'll take them out into the, into the river and show them how to hunt. So she's in that little cave for three or four months? She'll come out to hunt. Oh, okay. But she goes in there back to, to nurse them. And I didn't mention that the milk that she produces out of her no nipples and she lactates onto her belly mm-hmm. is antimicrobial. And scientists are studying it against some antibiotic-resistant bacteria. Wow. I know. It's a miracle creature. Animals are so cool. This is why I've been so interested in the platypus for so long, because I just find them outstandingly fascinating. How did your fire people respond to this? They love it. How could you not? How could you not? How could you not see? <laughs> there were tears in the audience, yeah, probably. So, so they were teaching us how to like put outlets in and shit. Like I was, I was like... Like, watch this. Yeah, you'd think that's exciting. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, a guy was showing us how to put carpet in. He brought in like a carpet stretcher. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is boring. I'm not into this. Wait till you guys. I did two. I had to do two classes. One was on the platypus. The other was on mushroom hunting. Oh, I know. <laughs> I also found little note cards with mushrooms drawn all over them. Those were dicks. <laughs> I just, <laughs> oh, that was my porn collection. <laughs> hand drawn. Yeah, I'd like to hand draw dicks sometimes. <laughs> Did I talk about where they live yet? Not at all. No. So you're really organized. That's the thing I love. I, w- about I was, but like we start talking, and I just got I started getting excited about no, one thing good. or another. It's good. Where do platypus live? They live on the eastern bank of Australia and Tasmania. So a platypus can live about twenty years. They are not endangered or not threatened. They're nearly threatened. Is their classification so? They've lost about 40% of their historic range, and that's mostly just due to human presence and dams on rivers. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they are, we are concerned with climate change and the population of platypus just because the warmer the temperatures is less water. Less water means less habitat. Less habitat means less platypus. And no one likes it when there's less puss. <laughs> How much time do they spend on land? Not much. Very little. They're like clumsy on land. They they like they can walk, but they're they have webbed feet and they're designed to swim. So they can like crawl. They can travel on land to like for short distances to try to get to like another water source, but they they try to stay in the water. Well, that's a platypus. That's that's how they do it. That's what that's what what they're all about. Um, thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll see you in a couple Wednesdays where you will 
also probably respect us less. <laughs> I love you, mean it. Goodbye. Okay,